Welcome to BizBody, everyone. I'm your host, Keith Shimon. There's only one word in describing our next guest, and that is refinement. Kika Mela is the co-owner of Mela Therapeutics, the provider of massage and muscle activation techniques to one of the top NFL combine and off-season prep facilities in the U.S., Bomberito Performance Systems. Kika is a body worker, a muscle activation RX practitioner, and an exercise specialist that has worked with thousands of athletes. She runs a highly successful body working internship at Mela Therapeutics, and she's a constant tinkerer. This tinkering has led to her very first product, the Kiro Core. It's a hands-free harness that is an essential exercise tool that has unlimited application. Kika's ability to recognize and refine takes the first draft of the Kiro Core all the way to where it is today and how it is essential in almost all of the different aspects of training where she is at and how she uses it at Mela Therapeutics. Kika's constant dedication to excellence is infectious. She is my inspiration to combine exercise and body work. And she is the reason that I went back to massage therapy school while strength coaching full time. So what are you refining? Are you quick to create and move on? Or are you quitting before you even start? In this podcast, there are some amazing gems like recognizing a need, two, building a solution, three, refining it, and four, sharing it. We get into the weeds about exercise a little bit, but not too far. So enjoy the interview with Kika Mela. How you been doing? Yeah, nice. It's been it's been good for us. Like I've really enjoyed. Like I came out of draft prep, and uh, literally like the beginning of March, the last couple of days, the first couple of days of March, and so I was like a couple week vacation. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> is, is draft prep still exactly the same as I remember it? More. Really? More because we have the two facilities now. So we go, I go back and forth. Uh, Roberto and I, we alternate days. And then sometimes we have to go back for pros. So I might do North Miami, then come to Davie for a pro. And, oh, you gosh. know, it just, yeah. And the drive's even it's worse ridiculous. now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, during that time. Right now, it's fantastic because you can get anywhere in th- 20 minutes. I've been seeing a lot of the stuff that you guys have been posting lately. Um, and at first, I was like, was, is that Kika's and Roberto's name tied together for Kiro? Is that, is that how you pronounce it? So, yes, Kiro. So, <laughs> we were trying to bring Storm, like, and Roberto came up with that name. And I'm kind of like, you know what? I actually kind of like it because it's got this, the Kiro core. Did you do your Kiro? Like, it's become like the the name of the exercises now. Like, yeah. make sure you do the Kiro exercises. Uh, and it's, if I want to get it, I, I had to turn into it, you know, to make up something for the smarty pants out there. So, <laughs> it's kinesiology. For resistance optimization. Oh, so that's, you, you got you got your ring you got your ringtone now. You got your sound bite. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a really cool. It's a really cool idea. No, like, I'm, I'm glad that, that you guys have something that um, you know. A lot of people talk about thinking about doing stuff, and then they literally just sit on it and sit on it and sit on it. And it's cool that you guys have have put that together. You know. 
I sat on it for like about three, four years. Hmm. So we started to actually implement the exercise ideas I had. Pete started to implement those exercises, but I knew we had to have a better way to implement it so that you didn't have to have a coach there. Um, so that way we could do that. So I, I gave him the exercises that the Kiro does better. Uh, it's just makes it an easy, it's just a better tool to do these exercises. Um, not that it can't be replaced by something else, but, um, but you also can't use, follow along certain sprint type work. You need your arms free, your hands free. You don't want something falling off your shoulder while you're sprinting. So this, this helps in that sense too. But so they were implementing the, the exercises that I came up with for the core back in like 2012 or yeah. 13 I think yeah um and then I finally got motivated I I made a, a prototype and it didn't work like I wanted and it cost a lot of money and I'm like screw this <laughs> and because any I'm thinking any change I make is going to cost me another hundred bucks like oh I need to change this and and so I'm like I don't know how to do that but I yeah. had to learn how to sew I was going to say did you sew some of that stuff all of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All of it. All of it. Because a seamstress? No way. <laughs> Let me tell you, I learned some. Oh, you should see. Okay, so from that, I started sewing bolster covers. Whoa, nice. Oh, look at this. Oh, covers. That is awesome. How, like, how did you learn that? I just I just played around with um, a design and it worked, so I didn't change it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what kind of sewing machine? These things here have been like a godsend because the the freaking uh, they're thirty bucks a pop to replace when the when the when the vinyl starts to tear. Yeah. And it no longer becomes sanitary when it no longer becomes sanitary. So yeah. Yeah. I have them on all of our, we have probably like eight or 10 tables now that all of them have the covers on the table covers. I don't know if you can see that the table covers here. Yeah. And uh, I can make those now too. <laughs> so is it just like a regular sewing machine that you use or is it like an industrial jobber? No. So that's, that was the big problem. So I started to, I got, I just picked up a Amazon singer, was it 4411? It says a heavy duty, so it's got a metal plate mm -hmm. instead of all plastic. And that's what's been doing it. I had to uh, take it to my sewing guy to kind of manipulate a couple of things, and that was it. And that's all I've been using for the last couple of years. That's awesome. And that was a hundred and thirty buck sewing machine. <laughs> that is I mean, that is fantastic. And you just go like to a local shop to pick up your vinyl, or is there like uh you have to go Joanne Fabric? Joanne Fabrics, just for vinyl, huh? That is yeah. so cool. And, and they get this. If you if you sign up for their app or if you buy something, you'll get like a 50% off coupon. So then the $30 a yard vinyl is 15 bucks a yard. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I totally have to get into um, replacing some of my machine uh, vinyl. So, and, and, and I know that... Um, sewing is going to be part of it. Stapling is going to be part of it. I just have yet to, to venture into that because like right now it's been nothing but um, writing. Like I've been just 
catching up Time. on making um, writing and communication like beyond for on, on the forefront. It's like if I if I really want to connect with people that are are really um, making waves in, in different spaces and people I've always wanted to to have a conversation with, I'm just like, I need to have better conversations. Ah, so, yes. And I need to listen better. Yeah, I need to listen better and I need to communicate better, you know. So that's been, geez, especially with my coaching. You know, I, I felt like my coaching was lacking something and I didn't know what it was. Wow. And it was primarily this, like up to this point, it's been really meeting people where they're at because, I mean, how many times on the, on the side of like MAT or, or body work or exercise, you have people that, you know, you think that they understand something and they don't really get it and you don't really get them. So there's just like mutual mystification and nobody really knows what's even like what we're trying to even do. And, and what's even cooler is, um, for a while, I didn't know what I really want, like, to get out of it as well. It was like, do they really ah. just want to be out of pain? Uh, do, do they, are they avoiding something? Are they terrified? Is this, like, something they even want to really go through? What What's in it for them kind of thing? And so, right. yeah, and I had, I had zero way of, of understanding that other than just, my experiences before with, um, with, with good coaches, they just, they just dove into it in a different way. It was just like, I just learned from a coach, you know, or I just, right. I just did this and it feels like this. And I'm like, it, it, I needed it to be better. So there's a, there's a new book out. I listened to a podcast. I, I don't know if you know who Dr. Craig Liebenson is. Mm -mm. No, no, I'd like to, who's that? Uh, Dr. Craig Liebenson, he um, he uh, wrote. He's like the he's the rock star of chiropractic right now, um, in a sense that he firmly believes in that most things are not a structural uh, thing you need surgery for. He goes, you should be able to do it with uh, with exercise and rehab smartly, and that um, you need to be able to become robust. That's their word. That's their catchphrase is robust. People are walking around too scared to move. Mm. And he doesn't, and, he, and he's trying to change that. So he's got this, I'll send you the link. He's got this podcast series that he's been doing. Um, principles of movement. First principles of movement is one book he's written and he has seminars, but also uh, rehabilitation of the spine is a book that I've been reading. That's really good. And he recently had a guy on Nick Winkleman. Hmm. who used to be in charge of Exos. I don't know if you've heard his name. I but heard the, of Exos. Their, yes. Their podcast that they had on Sunday was Nick Winkleman, and they're talking about communication in relation to coaching. Because hmm. yeah. he recently wrote a book because he realized one day that he wasn't uh, – what he did in the, at, the, at Exos didn't translate into um, changes in technique at the Combine. So instead, like he had to be there physically and verbally for them to do those things, those little technique changes that they just reverted back to what they remembered and knew. Yeah. So he really he wasn't communicating. He wasn't helping them be self-sufficient. So he's written a book. I don't know how good it is, but 
um, I'll send you the links. You can listen to their podcast, talk about communication. Um, I've also found that just in my work that, um, one, I have an extensive intake where I ask a lot of questions, which I'm, I know you have, cause I, I know you've taken an intake course, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, listening to them, but I found that people do exactly what you tell them, but their interpretation of it. Yeah. Cause they sure. want to do what you ask. They want to be good. They want to be, you know, Oh, I did that right. But a, a perfect example of, I had a player, I was working on his neck. So I'm at the head and I'm, and I wanted him to turn his head to the right. So I said, turn your nose to the right. And I'm waiting for him to rotate his head. And I looked down and he's doing this. <laughs> trying to turn his nose to the right. And, I, and that was such a wake up call for me. It's like, they do exactly what you asked them to. Yeah. But yeah. they just don't know what you, what you meant. So and in the podcast, the Minkleman, and they were talking about giving a better picture, a snapshot, or Liebenson was talking about when he does his um, his seminars in China, they don't have good communication, so he can't tell them, he can't coach them well mm. to do a plank. So mm. he just takes a picture and shows them what they did, and as soon as they see it, what they did, they realize they didn't do what they were supposed to, and they self-correct automatically. Hmm, hmm. So if, if that's where you're at, um, and, and it, it might be a good uh, podcast to listen to and a book to explore. No, I don't that, know. I no, that's really cool. And I appreciate you, you mentioning that. I, I haven't, you know, like where, what you described is, is definitely the, um, I, I don't know the percentage of athletes to non-athletes that you're, that you're going through right now. Um, I, I have chose to really go through the route of people that have been um, dealing with a lot of uh, trauma, a lot of stress, um, which is, it's interesting seeing somebody who is capable of handling stress and trauma. And a lot of athletes are very adaptable and malleable to trauma and to communication and highly motivated. And there are other people that have been completely defeated um, through what they, what they've experienced. And, um, the, the event of what my father went through was really the, the huge turning point for me and what I wanted to pursue. You know, when my father had ALS, it was like everything that I did for athletes, I should say everything, a majority of what I did for athletes, um, had absolutely no effect on somebody who had a neurological problem, problem. And, right. and I, and I saw in, in many, um, in many avenues, how my approach to what I even thought exercise um, should be and or intervention should be had completely shifted, you know, and, and so the the idea of the language front being you know, the internal dialogue that, that I'm exhibiting, um, what I'm thinking, um, my biases going in towards a scenario of what this exercise position or body work may do. And then, um, what do I know about it? And then what do they know about it so that I can use their vernacular instead of my vernacular so that it, you know, this, this whole like deer in the headlights thing yeah, is, is completely uh, done. And then also my perception of coaching and marketing is, I mean, it's the same thing. It's really delivering a message to the right person at the right time, the way that they needed to hear it. And then my 
my understanding and transparency of the limitations of that understanding so they know how much that I can provide for them is is really where where I'm at with this and 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 I, I do think that um, body work and exercise in itself are are just two ends of a spectrum of a stimulus you know and and, yeah. and it's still coaching they're all just different types of coaching even like what we're right. doing now and, and I, I really love that's what I love about like good coaches is people that people that are hungry for understanding hungry for improvement hungry for knowledge um and and still the the common factor is um is connection it's relationships it's um it's this mutual respect for another living person you know and i think that in itself is is so powerful and we just have these these tools in order to do that And, and i think that's what what really drew me to to um how you approach things to, to begin with. It's just like that, that hunger for connection was above like all else, you know? So that's, that's one of the things that, um, that I felt like really needed to be explored further. Um, in, in order to do that, like understanding my own internal dialogue ah, was, yeah. was number one. And so it's like, okay, this is my monologue. This is the voice. This is what this could mean. And here are, here's my understanding of this stuff. Now let's debrief that as we go, because there's going to be new stuff popping up all the time. And then how does that relate towards this person and where they're at? So, I mean, how many, and will that help or hinder if I go that route with this particular individual? Completely. I mean, you're talking about someone that's coming from a vastly different world. Most of the time, you know, it's like the socioeconomics that, that I deal with are way above my pay grade, you know, and, and then there, the very interesting part is for um, some athletes, especially combine athletes, it's this weird diversification of socioeconomics. It's like above our pay grade with a mentality that like they believe is below. Right, right. That dealing with them and, and learning to communicate with them has been... I, I love it. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I really enjoy learning and asking questions and being able to get into their mindset and where they're at and where they came from to understand their behavior, their attitudes, um, with the little bit of time that we get, you know, each week with them. Um, it's definitely opened my eyes up for you think, you know, and then you always know, you don't know. And then you try to fill some of those gaps up and, um, learning to communicate with them. And it's, it's been a blessing and, and it's kept me young. <laughs> it's kept me young. <laughs> Kika, you're, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be young I, forever. I, so it doesn't here. matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I still, you know, I still, cause I can relate like when they come in and I can actually relate to them, um, and then a way, and even though I'm the old lady and I, and I own that, I'm okay with that. Mm. I can still, it's not, they, I think they assume there's going to be a big disassociation between them and me. Yeah. And then I'm able to actually talk to them about things that matter to them and are relevant to them. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, it, it helps to establish trust and respect. So that way when I ask them to do something that they might balk at prior, now they trust me enough to say, okay, I'll let you try that. Yeah. Um, and that's been the biggest part of 
our communication is getting them to buy in so that I can help them the way that I know how, if that's what they need. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, then we talk about it. I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't what you need from me, but let's try this, this, or this. Um, and we'll figure out what's going to work best for you. And then they, like, they talk to me, um, a little better than they might have. So what, um, what are you all working on for the combine preps right now in your own practice? Like what, what is, what is your, like, what are you all in charge of right now? A massage and muscle activation. Okay. And um, exercise, uh, any type of, anything that we feel will be beneficial, um, assessment, uh, communicate to the team, to the whole medical team, um, exercise recommendations or limitations. Uh, if we feel like they shouldn't be doing this much volume of something because they tend to shut down too soon or they can't, we don't think that they can hold that. We give that to the coaches and the physical therapists and the chiropractors. We all communicate amongst ourselves. So that way, um, everybody takes into account what, what we see, what they see. And collectively we try to make a better whole. Um, it's absolutely uh, euphoria, uh, you know, euphoria, uh, not the euphoria, but, um, Oh, I was spoiled. Perfect. I was spoiled yeah, being perfect. being being down there, like completely. There there are very few systems that truly have the amount of precision, um, like pieces integration. Yeah, that integration. It like there's. I I was thoroughly confused when I came back to Wisconsin, and like the PTs didn't want to work with the trainers or coaches, and then the doc was was like almost keep belittling other people. And I'm like, how is this supposed to work? Or how, how do you guys integrate your care when everyone thinks that their way is the only way rather than, Hey, this is what I see. What, what are you getting out of this? You know, and I see this, okay, well, you're doing this thing. And well, I don't believe in that. I'm like, when did any of our egos get in the way of what that athlete needed I mean, it was the bottom line. It was like the athlete was it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, ever you know, egos abound. And we we were fortunate down here is that Pete's in charge of his universe. So <laughs> he's, the, he's gravity. He is the gravitational yes. pull of everything. <laughs> and what and the other thing though, the, the rotation, the centrifugal force will kick your ass out if you don't follow suit if you can't mesh with the group yeah pete's going to tell you thanks but no thanks like if you don't integrate if you think you're better than everybody but you gotta remember we we also see it in our in our communities i know we have different communities and stuff but we have some communities that we saw that i've seen a lot of arrogance as to um in in my community massage therapists and the yeah. muscle activation community i've seen that abound it's starting to settle down i think i think the message is getting clear that we're one part yeah. of something um but i've seen massage therapists too where they take a course and all of a sudden we cure cancer yeah. you know and it's and it's uh does, that doesn't mean that there's not an association for uh, the placebos cured everything so if what we did uh affected that person's immune system to where they beat cancer faster. Fantastic. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, but it doesn't mean that everybody's bad or everybody's good. And so and like polarity. It. Yeah. The polarity like that. Yeah. Just, I mean, it, it's, it's 
all the way from the way that people work all the way to um, their politics. You know, it, it's like yeah. my my interpretation of it now is literally how centrist can I get with a majority of what, what I'm doing? You know, it's, and as soon yeah. as I get that feeling where I, I feel like I have to defend, it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? You know, yeah. now internalize and then reach forward towards questions rather than rebuttals. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where, I think a lot of people, especially myself, at one point in time, felt like they had to protect their stance, you know, and have yeah. something to prove. And it's like, what do you really have to prove? You know, it's like, right. it's like, what do I have to prove? It's like, I'm going to do the stuff that, that I see is a benefit. And if it no longer becomes a benefit, I have to ask myself difficult questions about my own process. You know? Right. Like, are we hurting or hindering? I've I've been so fortunate to to I don't know uh, my my approach when I deal with other people is especially maybe it's because I'm a female and we tend to kind of. Um, uh, but you're jacked. Oh, why thanks. <laughs> but, um, we tend to defer or um, me personally. Uh, let's say that I have a license as a massage therapist and I'm a certified MAT practitioner. If I'm going to talk to um, a doctor or a trainer or a physical therapist, I have to know that going into the conversation where the hierarchy is. Yeah. And then you earn their respect by yeah. giving respect. And that's like I've worked with them. Um, like when I worked for the, the NFL team, it was fantastic. Like everybody, like, talking about it. I would talk to the strength coach after sessions. I would talk to the, the trainers after sessions. They would listen to my feedback. They would take into account. They would implement some of the things I might suggest with the players. And it was, it was a fantastic um, working relationship. But if I had gone in there thinking like I'm the shit and y'all don't know what you're doing. And then I would have probably been booted out, you know, quickly. Yeah. Because I didn't mesh and, and I didn't respect their position and and they have you know, they're it's their job on the line with these athletes and I'm coming in and I could either mess it up or help. And they had to be able to trust me to be a positive influence instead of negative or, or talking bad about them to the players too. Like, oh, they don't know what they're doing and yeah. what I do is the best and I and I've seen that and it's um so if you want respect, you have to give respect um, at the offset and tell proven differently. And then if it's not working, then either have a conversation or maybe it's not the best environment. And um, you can't always teach the old dog new tricks. But sometimes you can, if um, especially if they really, truly, truly are there for the athlete or for your client or for your patient. Um, they're usually willing to listen, but it, I think it's delivery is key. <laughs> you got to figure out what they'll listen to. Yeah. Um, instead of wanting them to just hear what you have to say. I think it, most people, most people don't realize that like you were one of the, the most instrumental people in me actually going to massage therapy and, and to muscle activation techniques. When I, when I first started out, I was like, you know, I'm going to play around with soft tissue work. I'm going to do what, 
Pete Bomarito does and, you know, just mess around with soft tissue work and slam my hands into people. Like, maybe I should get a license. Maybe I should get a license for this. And, and Pete, Pete definitely did, did, uh, did his work to, to make sure that he was certified and, and doing what he did too. Uh, yeah, but, down like, road, but thankfully from you, thank you. You helped that. Uh, did I tell you how much you helped? I, I think, um, when I quit in 07, I threw my sucker in the dirt and stomped off from perfect competition. And, and oh, then gosh. Um, that was, that was a nightmare. <laughs> hey, do you see where I'm at here? Oh, wow. Wow. This is, that's that upstairs. The office. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any pant marks anywhere? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Kika, that's crazy. That's crazy awesome. Let me show you this. Oh, there's the turf. Did you see the turf? Oh, do you remember when Sam Young took the football and kicked it right into the uh, the light bulb and shattered it all over the turf? He was like, wow, this place is so cool. I'm just going to take a ball and put it straight to the uh, ceiling. When I came back and he was kind of like, you know, he, yeah, 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 that's great stuff, but whatever, but... I think he had a conversation with you and really, really embraced it more. Hmm. Um, and then we were able to kind of infiltrate his whole system. Hmm. And his whole system has changed. Bomb performance system has been so influenced by the MAT thought process and the RTS principles. He's gonna quit. Uh, he was gonna quit RTS. Pardon? Said he, he almost he almost booted um, RTS out of the facility when, when he was getting frustrated and we had to have a couple conversations about that. Cause I was like, just, just let it run its course. Just sit there for a second, man. It's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. You really, really helped that a lot. I, um, and I, and I, and I thank you for that because, uh, um, because he respects you so much and, 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 and how you think and what you do. That uh, he was well, oh, okay. Well, if Keith says it, let 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 me give it a break. Let me get it a shot, and then we were able to like infiltrate everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's such a helpful methodology, you know. And um, no matter any any methodology that focuses on feedback and the the amount of precision that it takes to listen with your hands or your eyes, you know, um, I think there's there's a very important place for that. You know, it's just where, where we as practitioners believe our capacity is to help and to, um, and, and to listen and intervene. It's like those decisions have such a, it's such an integrated approach. Like you said before, like that, the, knowing your hierarchies all the way down to what you feel, um, or what you notice you're affecting, you know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It, it was such a big help. And, uh, and it, that's also helped us create uh, this environment now where we can all work together because we started to speak the same language. Um, so it took a while for Pete to, I learned a new language and I was talking it and it wasn't computing until he went through the program, he understood it and took the RTS uh, beginning courses. And all of a sudden now, oh, okay, so now we started to have the same language and communicate. And then with the physical therapist and the chiropractors, we would have together, we would talk together, we would start to communicate. Um, so that way 
they started to understand where we came from. We already had a little bit of an understanding where they were coming from in a sense, because we were like in the massage world and we'd work with them, but we were bringing something new to the table. So it took a while for the communication to kind of um, flow less impeded. Mm -hmm. um, there's always going to be times where we don't quite see, we're saying the same thing, but maybe not understanding or, I say one thing and they think something else. And so it's not super smooth, but it's gotten so much better over the years. Um, we've been working with Hal and Chris now from Force PT since uh, 2010, I mm. think. So it's, uh, and they always bring in just the most amazing therapists that work under them that we might work more on a daily basis with. And they've always been super open and extremely intelligent and, and based patient-centered uh so it's been helpful yeah so I, I getting back to that that one little piece was i wanted to thank you very much for oh sorry for, for, <laughs> i just wanted to thank you you know and and, and but like um yeah yeah that's the, it really was important it was really crazy to think of the how do you know the timeline for like when i left perfect competition so first of all just i don't think anybody knows that, that like our relationship too much you know it's you know when i started out at um i started out at Bolitary, left Bolitary with pete bomarito to form perfect competition you know i was yeah. i was wondering if pete was ever gonna join because like him and sean the owner were negotiating this entire time and i was terrified that i'd be like the only person at perfect competition and then and then this kika mela shows up one day from <laughs> yeah yeah it was F fau yeah, 2006. I forced my way in. <laughs> and I just like, she's a spitfire, just ball, ball of fire, just running through, happy, smiles, huge smile, um, hugs everywhere. I'm like, this is awesome. This is the best oh. feeling ever. You know, it was just so Thanks. inviting and, and, and so, um, so genuine. Like, you're always so genuine. And that's what I really love about... Um, just being around you is this infectious energy. It's so cool. And in in um and so when when I went through massage stuff at IPI, it was with Sandy right. Sandy Fritz and yeah. she was showing me all of um Yonda stuff and I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. And I'm like, I think I'll go back and you know the life of a coach. It's uh, you make next to no money. And everyone else is it's like making millions. And yeah. so so I'm like, I need another source of income because I need to I need to work more hours, right? So yeah. I, I went um back to massage therapy school after I saw what you were doing, and I'm like, like I really need to know more about this soft tissue, muscular tone skeletal system thing because like I, I knew about exercises but I felt like there was this huge area that was a disconnect and I'm like until I went through that I, I really I started to respect it a whole lot more and wow. and you were the you were the tipping point of that so well you were the tipping point for me <laughs> so, Crazy. At that time. <laughs> I know it's kind of like we both like uh, intersected at the perfect time for us to to establish like a huge upshoot and growth. Yeah. So at that time for me, I um, had been a massage therapist for ten years, and I was at the peak of where I thought I could be with what I knew, and I was looking for 
I was starting to change a little bit of my practice and I was only doing that home stuff. And then I ran into Pete and then you. Um, and what you were doing, like with some of the Sandy Fritz stuff and the firing powder stuff was, it just blew my mind. I'm like, this is where, this is the direction I need to go. I didn't know this existed, mm. but now I do. So now I got to make the most of it. And you helped me because the person in charge of me at that time, um, cause I, I interned myself and my intern in, uh, whatever you want to call him, he shall not be named, um, <laughs> didn't teach me anything. <laughs> And so I was just working hours and I would learn from you. You taught me more during that time frame in 06, January, February, than, than my, my mentor, that person that was supposed to be teaching me stuff. Mm. And you kind of, and I started to evolve and I'm like, this is making more sense. And because of that is when I discovered the MAT as well. Mm-hmm. And that was in 07. And that put me on the path because as I was developing my thought processes, I didn't know about MAT yet, but I was doing more isometrics, muscle energy technique. Yeah. I was doing activation instead of trying to submit a muscle. Um, and so the MAT, when I was introduced to that at the end of 06, blew my mind more. But you put me on that path. You helped and, and seeing what Pete was doing and what you guys were doing was such a whole nother level I didn't know existed yet. Mm. And so you, that was exactly what I needed to latch. Like, this is like empowered. This is passion for me. This is something that I really need to know to help people. Cause all these people over there, I wasn't helping cause I was using the wrong tool mm. that I didn't have, that I didn't know existed. And you guys helped me in that sense. I appreciate that. And I give that all credit to you because Pete was super busy too. He taught me a lot. Um, he'll say he spent more time with me than anybody else in the history of interns and whatever. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but you really took time one-on-one to explain. And that's why I went to get my degree in exercise science. You went to massage to get that aspect. I went to exercise science because mm. I had the other half. So we both kind of flipped our, our education at the same time. Yeah, it was, uh, was, was that when Dr. Jose Antonio was, was over there? Is he still there? Yeah. He's around. Oh, yeah. He's at Nova now. He's teaching at Nova. He's got the ISSN. They've got some great uh, stuff going on. Um, yeah. We keep in touch on Facebook a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, he's, at, he's teaching over at Nova, doing some great work. And look into their ISSN stuff. They have another um, – hang on a second. They've got another thing going on. Dr. Peacock, Corey Peacock, um, um, sent me the link let me just look that up real quick because you'll you'll like this um that was the first presentation i ever gave was to when we had when we hosted that issn at perfect competition oh yeah that was the very first presentation that i ever ever gave i was terrified (laughs) you're so awesome like that oh so they got a new thing called neurosports.net neurosports so you should look into that so it's neurosports.net I definitely will. I always yeah, love they have, Dr. Have Antonio stuff. Yeah, Dr. Antonio, Dr. Corey Peacock, who's big in the training MMA fighters and also works. At, he's a professor at Nova as well. So um, I'm look. I'm going to look into that. I got so many things I want to look into, so I have to do it one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you're constantly busy, and you're you're always into to different things, and and how. Like, what are you all doing 
now? I mean, you're, are you primarily shifting towards um, building content for the, the for your product and like putting the product all together and dealing with um, uh, patents and all that kind of stuff? Like what goes into this product? Because I oh. imagine it's been like a journey. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, so I found like in my career, which is in the medical span, like 25 plus, um, I have about a 10 or 12 year attention span, <laughs> whatever it is I'm doing. So my first part was in, uh, riding racehorses, which was a very physical aspect, but it got me into the massage world, um, as well. So then I started doing massage and then uh, I started doing the MAT. And each one has kind of led me, my passion, something interests me, and I just, I want to learn about it. And then I got my 10,000 hours here, so let me try this one here, and I keep going. So getting through the product was a, was a process of all these things I've been learning along the way. Some of the things date back to being a jockey, and some of, I was the most physically fit I'd been in my entire life, and it's one of the most physically challenging things is riding racehorses that you could imagine. Mm. Um, not just physically like super strong, super endurance with strength, endurance, all that kind of stuff was crazy. And I started, all those things now started to come into play when I started to develop the Kiro core trainer. That's what I call the products is the Kiro core trainer, because all these things were in my head and how do I train this? Cause I was so strong as a rider. Um, like I could outgrip anybody. I could, I had so much strength in my legs, so much in my whole body that was ridiculous for my size. Cause I'm like, what, five, one and a half or something. And oh, like I could break. People. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so all these things kind of tied into wanting to be able to transfer that to people and let them, let them train it in their way. So it's, so the MAT, the biomechanics, the RTS, all these kind of things, I started thinking about how do we train that and how can somebody do it themselves? And so the Kiro came along. So I, I, I got the, I'm still waiting on my patent. We did do a patent uh, application in like 2017. We're still waiting for it. Um, it was a lot of uh, different, uh, does this work? Because I wanted the things that I had to have with this was I had to be able to train rotation, mm -hmm. trunk rotation. That was a must because I kept seeing it on my table. Like the guys would come in and you know how the players are. They got six pack abs. They can do a plank all freaking day long. They can do a thousand sit-ups, maybe not perfectly, but they can do a thousand. But it, dynamically they were losing something. Their pelvis would drop or they didn't hope, weren't able to hold their core in place when they ran and they started to round their, their lower back to get the same height or the same stride that they wanted, or they would um, have a hamstring problem or a groin problem. And I'm like, I should not be treating this on my table all the time there. Because when I started adding isometric exercises really, really specifically for these muscles that we saw were not as strong and endurance as they could, that changed everything. Uh, their hamstring problems started to reduce, their groin problems started to reduce. So whatever the thing was, it was starting to be better managed. Um, and I was like, I have, I can't do this all the time. This should be a standard protocol day one that these guys walk in. A mm -hmm. core strengthening stabilization program, statically and dynamically. 
because you have to be able to train it dynamically as well. And that's really hard to do with the core. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's hard to attach things. So I had to have a rotational component and I wanted to have moment arm changeability mm-hmm. to where the moment arm is here, less torque, another level up, more torque, another level up here, more torque so that you can progress an exercise by just changing the level that you be able to, um, have slideability so that you can train the entire core 360 degrees so you can challenge it in any direction you wanted to mm-hmm. and then also change the level of resistance by just moving up your resistance one level mm-hmm. um and if you want to change the rotational component do you want the resistance to be closer to the spine or further away from the spine to have that capability if, if you really wanted to um so that was what i was thinking these are the things i needed to be able to do also, I have a, a thing about what people do. A lot of the exercises that are out there, say like a peel-off press or um, a wood chop, mm-hmm. you can do the entire exercise and not use any core. Mm-hmm. Use your hip or you use your shoulders. And what if your shoulder was the weak link? Mm-hmm. What if you only could do 10 pounds of force before your shoulder breaks, but you needed to challenge your core with 30 pounds, but you would never get there? Mm-hmm. Same thing. The hip was the weak link. So how can you segment out as much as possible? It's a, it's you can't completely take everything out. Oh yeah, because yeah. anchored on something else. But how can you try to segment that out to where if I wanted to get your your right side erectors in an extension and lateral flexion direction, because that's where I've been finding that you have issues with. Now I can, and I can set them up on it, and I and it's uh, and it kind of creates a um, a tactile cue as well. So either you can train it, or let's say you're doing an exercise that they keep folding on. Mm-hmm. You can use it as a tact instead of your hand tapping them to say arch your back or extend your back or you're collapsing here. Now you can set it up to where now it becomes a uh, a, a cue that if they don't do it correctly, they're going to be pulled out of alignment completely because the resistance is there. It can be a two pound resistance or a hundred pound resistance, but whatever they need to kind of keep the, the form that you're looking for. And then that becomes integrated in motion um, because now they know what it, they're supposed to feel, but now you can also resist it, train it and then make it dynamic. Cause like, let's say now you've got the core going, but once you start to move your hips, everything falls apart. Yeah. Because now muscles are shortening in ways that they weren't and rapidly. So now you can actually apply a resistance, change the levels if you want, um, while they sprint, while they do a drill. Like, let's say they collapse in their trunk during this one change of direction drill. You can actually put it on there to, if they don't do it correctly, they're going to fall over or something. So now it can be a, a, a dynamic cueing as well that you don't have to verbalize. They feel it and it's uh, and it helps them. So cool that you guys took the initiative, that you took the initiative in order to, to make that a, a possibility, especially like this is something that um, this is, this is something that um, <laughs> trunk rotation and hip rotation to be, or arm, any type of rotation in, in a joint, in an articular surface, whether you want to call it rotation, flexion, extension, whatever, all these rotations and slides at a joint that are controlled by torques of a muscle can be 
manipulated or influenced in different ways. And this provides a completely different way to, to do that. And I think that's, that's really cool that, that you guys came together to do that. Ah, uh, it's been, thank you. It's, it's been huge. And, and, and I have to also add, so besides the fact that I can train it 360, when it comes to force angle and drop off during a motion, mm. you can attach like 10 different resistances. So you never, either you never have drop off if you want to train the entire range or with the slight uh, turn of your body, you get the, you can change your force angle to where um, if you want to add multiple attachments or if you want to do multi-planar work, so you can challenge one, I, I call it isocentrics. That's my kind of catchphrase for it, hmm. where you have an isometric in one plane, but you're concentrically going into another plane Got it. because maybe, maybe you can't, maybe you're not, a, maybe because you've had surgery or you've had an issue or you have pain, you can't rotate, Yeah. but you still need to challenge rotating specific muscles. So they're still going to shorten inflection and extension. Yeah. But I can, Put a rotational force inflection or a rotational force isometrically flex or extend and still shorten those muscles that I'm unable to shorten in the motion that I'm pain in. Yeah. That was another big thing that we could do to where we can apply multiple resistances so that there's no drop off. Uh, if we don't want, uh, there can be multi-planar challenges to where you can challenge it in so many different directions it's 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 really the, the opportunities or the the resist the force angles the resistance angles um the moments and and it's it's unlimited basically uh what you can do that was that's really cool and, and you guys are shooting little videos here and there of different things you can do with it and yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for do with it. Come on, you, you can't have Roberto showing everybody that stuff. It's got to be you, Kika. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> you, you stay in shape. You stay in shape because be because of Roberto. Of it. No. <laughs> Poor Roberto. I didn't want to be the face of it because I didn't want it attached just to me. I wanted it to, but uh, I, you have to do it. And sometimes you know you're the person that's available, or you're the person that can do the exercises. So well, you guys are so a great funny. team. You, you guys know? are a great team. You know. He's awesome. Yeah. He's, 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 uh, he's my rock and he's the guy that makes sure I don't go completely crazy with my ideas. Um, you know, cause I want to do this and I want to do that. And I, I'm the idea person and he's the one that helps make sure is it legal? Do, do we got the insurance for that? <laughs> do we have the money for that? So yeah, he's he's, and, he's, and, he's like, uh, yeah, that, that you're just like me and he's just like my wife. <laughs> so awesome and and in his practice his, his, his you know and what he does it's it's he's taken a different approach and he uses it differently so um so it's great to have also his input on how he might apply it or because uh, we always take a little different approach to to looking at the body oh. as similar as we are but yeah yeah that's, still different. that's fantastic hey what i want you to do is um tell everyone where they can check out what you've been working on and where they can contact you if they, if they um, want to find out more about uh, massage or um, Kiro Core. Okay. okay. So um, I'm going to be revamping my, my therapy site, but that'll be Mela Therapeutics, M-E-L-A therapeutics.com. 
that'll be our muscle activation and our massage site. Uh, people want to look into that. Uh, and then if they're interested in our Kiro product, um, it's called KiroConcepts.com, K-I-R-O Concepts.com. At Instagram, it's at KiroCore. And Mela Therapeutics is at Mela Therapeutics. Or if you want to speak to Roberto, that's at Mela Massage. Kika, it's always a pleasure talking with you. It's, you too. It's always, I wish I could give you a big hug right now. You guys, you guys doing okay um, with, uh, with the pandemic, getting ready to open up and everything? Oh, it's been, it's been such a nice vacation. And we both decided that retired life is going to do really well for us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and fortunately, financially, um, we we were able to handle this storm. Um, you know, we, we set aside for rainy days cause we never know in our business, uh, what can happen. Yeah. Uh, so we've been good. We're, we're going to slowly wait to, to do more open up. Probably things that might change is less house calls for my, I still have a, a bunch of people. I've had clients for 20 years that I see every week, but I go to their house mm. and, um, that's probably going to change a little bit. Maybe not as, not as much of at house because I can't control their environment. I don't want to bring my environment into their home environment mm -hmm. um, because I'll be with more people. Then most of those people are the over 50 crowd. Yeah. The people that I still see privately are the over 50s, over 60s, over 70s. I still have um, those people I see. So um, we're going to have to talk make them comfortable to be seen either leave a table there so that they're control of everything that comes into the house, except for me and maybe change my shirt or change. I don't know. Yeah. Continue with the mask, um, whatever it'll take to make them comfortable. But in our, in our office here, um, we can control our environment a little bit better. I know who's been where, who's touched what, what yeah. I've cleaned, what's, clean um so we're gonna start to slowly open that up a little bit more as we're allowed um and go from there that's awesome kika hopefully um I yeah i got i i you know I, I always i always want to get back down to florida and uh, most of the time i get put to work when i get down to florida so i i do enjoy it a lot though the, the funniest part is funniest part is that um the coaching aspect and talking shop is really what I live for. So, yeah. um, when, when we, when we get together again, uh, cause it will happen, it will happen when all yeah. this is, uh, normal. I hope so. we'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I, I get down within the year. So and we'll hang out. And if not, maybe we'll catch a course together somewhere. Maybe we can, uh, uh go take a course somewhere. For sure. For sure. Sounds good to me. I'll see you soon, Kiko. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. For more, head over to bizbody.net. Make sure you share BizBody with anyone that would benefit and leave a review for us if you can. Next week, we sit down with Matt Winning for Winning Strength. Thank you for listening. And until next week, 